0: and welcome to the Xbox World Strongcast number 16. It is Friday the 10th of August and I am Xbox World Associate Editor Andy Hartup. Today I am joined by Strongcast regular Mike Gapper.
1: Very regular.
0: Yeah. And Strongcast irregular Dan Dawkins. Highly irregular. (laughs) Um, Dan, uh, as I'm sure you know, uh, is our Editor-in-Chief and he also uh, edits PSM3 Magazine. So, we're going to have a little bit, it's probably got a bit of a PlayStation uh, perspective on this one, because uh, myself and Mike are usually, well, Mike's usually PC, to be honest.
1: Yeah, well, this this is the thing we've been talking about a lot lately, isn't it? It's like, if the next generation won't come to daddy, daddy's got to get go the next generation. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I think it's funny how many people in, uh, in the office and on our Facebook group are kind of just going back, going to PC now, going mm. to PC, because the next generation's been too long coming.
0: It has, yeah um so today we are going to talk about uh we're going to talk about halo 4 because they've uh, just released a load of new can't footage. not get on the PC. you can't get it on pc we're uh, we're going to talk uh, about gamescom which uh, mike will be attending next week so he's going to tell you all about what he's going to be seeing and then we're going to tell you what we've been playing and answer some of your reader questions so halo 4 we've all seen the footage What do we think of it? Yeah,
1: a video came up this morning, uh, because we're recording this the day before you guys are listening to it, a video came up of uh, all of the human weapons being fired Mm. in the new game, and we've finally seen a decent clip of that grenade launcher pistol that was uh, on the trailer from E3 last year. It actually shoots a sticky grenade, straightforward, sticks onto things, blows it up a few seconds later, so you've basically got a one-shot pistol
0: that can take down a warthog. That's bad. In fact, there's a lot of weapons in that trailer that can take down a warhole. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that at all. Do you not like the? Um, do you not like the railgun? I think, a
1: rail I think the railgun's great
0: because I used to, play, I used to play Quake Three, so I really like the railgun. I was I was talking to uh, I was talking to one of our colleagues about Halo 4, Halo Four the other day, and um, we're both big big fans of the old Spartan laser. Um, we're... We, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I I play a lot of uh, Halo at lunchtime with uh, a lot of the the guys in our office, and um, me me and this other guy are big big sort of big fans of the old Spartan laser, and usually ends up being silly Spartan laser dual. Yeah, it's five
1: guaranteed kills. You've got no excuse for missing. But
0: it's got such a big hitbox. bot. You know, it's got such a big area of effect. So we were talking about it yesterday, and I said to him, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if we had a quake style railgun in it?" And then this morning, merely you know, it's about twelve hours later. They release release footage with a railgun in it. Yeah. So I'm I'm pumped for that.
1: There's a LMG in there as well. Yes. A, a Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just a big sword. Just point, hold the trigger down, just go like John Matrix and Commando, just pumping bullets into things. This is uh It's interesting actually. The human weapons in particular have been very. You know, it's it's literally like they've ticked every box that you'd expect. They've got some sci-fi weapons, but they've also mm. ticked every box you'd expect from like a Call of Duty or something. And they've it's the first Halo ever where they've recorded all of the sound effects mm. for real, from real guns. Yeah. Uh, before, every sound effect was manufactured. But in this case, they actually went out into, uh, into the woods and fired guns. They fired them in quarries so you can get that echoing effect. And if anyone's seen the video of the leaked footage from Halo, mm. which isn't supposed to be out there but is, we put it on the Facebook group. Of someone just firing the sniper rifle, firing the uh, laser. You can you hear the sound echo off the rocks around, and you, you know if, if it sounds like a proper gun being fired rather than the old kind of fantasy version of a gun being fired. The game sounds great; the feedback on it's fantastic.
0: Now, one of the things I've heard you say twice since we started this podcast is human weapons. Mm. Now, if you know anything about Halo Falls multiplayer, it's purely it's pure sort of red versus blue multiplayer. Mm. It's... You know, it's Spartans against Spartans. There are no Covenant in it, as far as we know. There are in the campaign. There are in the campaign. So, does that mean we will not be using Covenant weapons in multiplayer? That hi- seems mad. That's highly it seems unlikely.
1: Mad. That's highly unlikely. Yeah. I think absolutely. You to use any weapons that you can use in the campaign. There's no way they would lock it off. There will, of course, be a mode where you can only use the Spartan weapons, I'm sure. Mm. Because it'd be much like Team SWAT in uh, the existing game where you, know, you play without shields and so on that's perfectly suited to the games where you just use, you know, the Battle Rifle and you just use, you know, the regular Magnum and so on. It's perfectly suited to that. In those modes, the new soul will be just devastating. If you haven't got a
0: shield, that thing's gonna cut you down in seconds. That thing looks as if it's gonna cut you down with a shield. Ah oh, God, it, it just looks incredible.
1: But of course, like, you know, that's what Covenant weapons are for. they are for cutting through shields. Mm. Which does beg the question, what are the Forerunner weapons for? What's their purpose? How do they fit into the the Halo weapon hierarchy, because I've used them. I used them while I was at E3. I've played Mm. a couple of missions from co-op, the co-op story that's going to be released over time. I played a couple of missions from that, and I didn't really have a chance to get a feel for the kind of effect those weapons have, but they do definitely seem to be almost energy-based versions of human weapons. There's like a shotgun. Mm. There's a kind of a, a a machine rifle kind of thing, and these... I don't know it's, it, I, I'm not sure how they fit in I'm not sure why you would pick that weapon rather than a human shotgun I know in there the Forerunner shotgun actually bounces bullets off walls so you can fire mm. around corners with it but in that case when where would you take the human shotgun I don't know I'm not sure how they, they balance with the rest of the weapons
0: well I mean just, just in terms of the, the law. now the uh, Halo 4's multiplayer is called Infinity because it's set on board the US USNC DLC, yeah Infinity Infinity um, now, in Halo Four, you, you you'll have to because you're the the lore expert on yeah. this one. Point. When you have when when at the start, it's a when, dirty job. <laughs> but someone's got to yeah, do it. exactly. When you um, like in the Halo Four trailer they showed at E3, um, is that the Chief's first encounter with a Forerunner? Yeah. So, so yeah, would, would the Infinity unless, be aware unless, of the Forerunner weapons, like, just in terms of the law? Because I know 343 are really hot on it, well, and that's going to be a big thing. I was going to 4- say, unless
1: you count the the Forerunner... To, like, he's talked to a Forerunner AI mm. a few times. I mean, he's talked to 343 Gilly Swerger as a Forerunner mm. AI, and he's talked to um, the uh, Mendicant Bias AI through the terminals in Halo 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> oh, no. I'm starting to shame myself. <laughs> uh yeah, you, the the um they wouldn't, but Infinity Multiplayer. Mm. This is some lore. This is some lore shit right here. What I'm asking is, I'm, does I'm, it come I'm, after or before? I can explain the single this. So campaign? the in the single player campaign, a couple of missions in, the Infinity gets sucked into the planet, this mm. uh, Shield World that the Chief stuck on, and at that point, the weekly episodic series begins. Mm. In actually, begins for that, the weekly episodic series, the co op mode, begins when they're in orbit around this planet, sending sorties inside the planet. Mm. So they encounter Forerunners, they encounter Covenant, right. and eventually the uh, ship gets sucked inside the planet, and that's when they encounter the chief. But what that means is, if it's playing out kind of simultaneously with all that, yes, they would have had access to Forerunner weaponry. Mm. Yes, they would have had access to the new Covenant weaponry that's just appearing on this planet. Yeah, because there's a bunch of like Covenant religious zealots that see this place as being, you know, the secret here. You know, this is this is what will bring the Covenant back to their greatness again. So we need to activate it. Except what it will actually do is launch, release an unstoppable, superhuman, invincible army on the universe, which will then scour the universe dry.
0: Which yeah. doesn't sound like a good idea. Doesn't sound like fun, no. no. Dan, you've been really quiet about Halo so far. I mean, what are your impressions of Halo 4 as a lapsed Halo man? Because I know you've not you've not touched it since 3, have you?
2: No. I'm in danger here of being like Hans Moleman wheeled on to the South Bank show to, to critique fine art, <laughs> bumbling around, knocking over pots. and.
0: What? Oh, I'm sorry. I, th- I think there's probably going to be a lot of people in your situation who played the original trilogy thought, yeah, I like Halo didn't bother with ODST or Reach, haven't really played Halo multiplayer since then, and I I guess you're probably going to represent their perspective. I mean, how do you feel about Halo 4 appearing now at the end of the 360's lifespan?
2: Well, yeah, to to contextualise it, I mean, Halo the original, obviously, I adored as any right-thinking person would. It was probably one of the defining games of the last decade or more, maybe even Mm -hmm. of the last 20 years. It changed the way you looked at shooters, Um, You probably talked about that at length, and I I, I agree with every plaudy it received. Um, Halo 2, I stopped playing halfway through because... On my small television, I couldn't discern the difference between the Covenant, who were goodies or baddies. That was
1: back when we had to have CRT. Yeah, it everything. was. Everything. Yeah. You're days. right, that was a genuine problem in Halo 2. You'd have Covenant on your side, Covenant on their side, and everyone's running in different directions.
2: There was one th- one person who kept going, the little ones, who were like little mushrooms, he kept going, Wow, wow, yo, wow, stop shooting me! And I was like, well, I th- who are you? Which ones are shooting me in? I just gave up, and it was a television-based problem, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I came back to three... Uh, did really enjoy it, really well made, though it didn't make the strides that perhaps mm. obviously Halo made because by virtue of Halo being defined in title. title. Um, but yeah, I'd seen... I went to the Xbox uh, E3 conference for the first time ever this year and I sat through the blisteringly loud... Halo.
1: It was absolutely deafening in there. And what you guys couldn't get at home was the light show they put on inside the hall. So they had a whole light show choreographed to the trailer. So mm. when things happened in the trailer, like the like when the scanning was going on in the trailer, the entire room was being scanned. They were scanning it. Yeah. Lasers were like beaming around the crowd and like sweeping across the audience. Uh, at one point, because there's lots and lots of screens up there, not just one. So the trailer was playing and um as the uh as the Didact sphere appeared, hmm. like all of the lights and the thing started flickering on and off and like lots of audio distortion was coming in and the symbols appearing on every screen in the place. Like oh yeah, he's like he's like taking over this this building as well. Like just this thing's so powerful just by being near it. It like messes with like electro- electronics and computers and stuff and you got it was a re- it was a great way of presenting it, but you know, I didn't come across at home.
2: Yeah, I know, and it it really did make me excited about it. And obviously, because it was like a theatrical scale performance with the lights, but more than that, I think the game spoke for itself. I think it looks really exciting. And in fact, given that it, you know, bizarrely opened the show and if anything, like set the bar quite high and then the conference just turned into lots of one note noise, that was, it did it a bit more subtly because it took a little while for the action to really blow up when the guys sort of revealed themselves and it was all a bit predatory and it was... That felt really, really exciting. Then, yeah, you know?
1: I think uh, there's a lot that can be taken from that, and we've talked about this before. That sequence was very tightly scripted. It wasn't very halo-y. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of room to move. And it was just a series of scripted beats. But I think that was almost certainly like probably an intro to to those characters in the game, and after that, the game mm. opens up again. Because the one thing that three four three keep on saying is they love how open Halo is. They want they want it to be open again. They want it to be moved to more space to move around. The uh demo we got was the same as every other demo we got at E three, which was like the tightest, most linear possible demo imaginable. And, and it, yeah, it nothing, worked. It's nothing to be scared of. It it, pre- it presented the thing well. It just didn't present. I don't think the game for what it is. I've played the game, and that. Demo isn't what the game is. The, the game right. is definitely much more like the Halo you know and love, with lots of new weapons and then enemies which fight in completely new ways. Uh, the one of the there's these cat-like uh, uh, forerunners who move mm. around sort of. They they're really fast, they're really predatory. They constantly evade. You've got these other guys who will teleport or just shift across the battlefield, but you get an indication of the direction they're moving. It's not like they're just vanishing and appearing somewhere else, shooting you in the back. You get an indication. You get a slight blurring as they just as, as they shift. So all of a sudden, you're, you have to relocate. Okay, now I need to find. He's going to appear somewhere over here. What do I do? How do I fight him? You start to it completely and completely changes the way you play Halo because you're so used to fighting the Covenant after all these years. Yeah, Bungie would always introduce one new enemy, you know, like the jackal sniper. well, not the jackal snipers, the uh, the the new kind of spiny snipers they introduced for a reach were a real pain in the ass. They jumped around. They, they weren't really fun to fight. Mm-mm. But the new foreign enemies actually are really fun to fight.
2: What I'm interested in, as, as a, a buffoon who's been away for a while, is watching the multiplayer footage for Halo this morning. Obviously, a lot of the things you talked about were kind of lost on me. Mm. Um, and I did look at it and go, that looks like an exciting professional multiplayer shooter. But... I just, I'd like to explain to me why I would play that and not say the new Call of Duty.
0: I think they're very, they're very very different games. I mean, Halo is
1: Halo is almost feels, the last standing arena shooter.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels like a, I mean, the the physics and the way that Halo controls is is incredibly different to Call of Duty. I mean, Call of Duty is its, its own style. It's a
1: very vertical game, Halo it as is, well, because you're yeah. always jumping, you're always climbing, you're always you're always chasing certain weapons and so on. It's very much uh, a shooter from like. The late nineties mold, mm. the Unreal Tournament, the Quake mold, and pretty much the only one that still survived in that mold. You know, except maybe Team Fortress Two. I and mean, Team Fortress Two gets away with it as well. Uh, it's an old school arena shooter, whereas COD is ostensibly like a, a tactical military shooter. Although, if you play it, it's, it's rarely is it that tactical. Although that could be set to change in the next uh, next Call of Duty.
0: Mm. I think. That, I mean, there's there's other differences. Like, you know, Halo still has the sort of whole shield and health bar thing. Well, not a health bar, but you know, it's whereas Call of Duty is quite twitchy, and you shoot someone, You drop someone you, in two or can, three shots. Yeah, you can drop mm. someone quickly. Hello, you have to really think about when you open fire and things like that because you're going to have to chew through their shields and stuff yeah, like that.
1: It's about sustained firefights,
0: you so know. It feels like so, sort of feels like yeah, like Mike was saying, like the older shooter mold, where you, it, it takes quite a lot of power to drop someone. But then again, it's it's like planning and, and playing with all the different weapons, you know, they just feel incredibly different to Call of Duty.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's, a whole, it's not even it's just a feel thing, you know, it's, it's other things, it's the vehicles, the scale of the maps. Mm. Uh, you know, Halo maps, even in multiplayer, are much more spacious, much more open. It's kind of, you get this thing happening on the really big Halo maps where you'll get like a group of guys moving down the left and a group of guys moving down the right, where Call of Duty always feels much more skirmish-based, you know, it's much more, it's much more skirmishy. It's, it's a firefights are, are done in seconds and so on. But in Halo, you know, you'll you'll, you'll take a hit and you'll go, okay, i will got get down, I'll take cover and you'll hide. One of your buddies will go in, like you know, draw fire for you mm-hmm. temporarily while you replenish your shields and so on. And as a result, you get these games. The best game of Halo I ever played was actually the first game of Halo Two I played back when it came out. And I was on a forum at the time. It was um, I don't even say the name of the forum. But it was uh, all of us. We crowded onto a game. We just played Blood Gulch, and it was well, it was not Blood Gulch. Is it was Coagulation. They called mm, it in uh, in Halo Two. two yeah. So it was Coagulation, and. We had a full game, and people dropped in and dropped out as the course of the game went on because the game went on for two hours. We set it to uh, it, was, uh, it was a it was a mode where you got a bomb in the middle and you have to plant it at the other team's end. Mm. And could we plant it? No. Could they plant it? No. It just went back and forth, and they, they turned the clock off. It's like the first two, three, or whatever it was. Nobody could nobody could plant it, and we just kept going back and forth and back and forth. And that's something you don't you would never get in a Call of Duty. It's much, much more based on speedy, quick games. You drop, you know, even the objective modes. You're in for two minutes, then you're back out. You're in for two minutes, you're back out. And those modes are in Halo too, But, I don't know, I think Halo plays at its best when... It really does feel like kind of like a a, a sport at times, Halo. It really feels like a real team sport. And and there's a lot of things which play into that, you know. There are clearly identical colours on each side. The maps are very much... They're they're almost like pitches. They're not you know not like you know these complex street level maps usually, mm. except for maybe Turf and Halo 2. They're very much game maps. They're gamey game maps without there's, with no pretense of trying to be a real space whatsoever. Mm. The game's like it's got that old school vibe going on, and I don't know. I can see why a lot of people have fallen out of love with that, but for people who still love it, that's you know Halo's about as good as that gets.
0: Yeah. Now um, you mentioned Black Ops 2. Um, that is going to be in the next issue of Xbox World, which we have just finished. Mm-hmm. We can't say anything about it at the moment. Mike has been to see it. Um has to play it. He's been to play it. Um, so there will be details on that in the new issue and only in the new issue of Xbox World, I'd just like to point out. Um, so I think we'll uh, we'll stick a pin in Halo. I think we've covered it pretty well. And we'll move on to Gamescom. Um Now, Gamescom, for those who don't know, it's sort of like the European E3. And Mike will give you a a very succinct definition of of what Gamescom is. (laughs) Um, It's sort of like the European E3. It's a big games trade show in Germany. And press and public turn up to play the latest games. Uh, Now, Mike, you are going this year. It's next week. I go every year. Mm. I wouldn't miss Gamescom.
1: Some people spend the whole year looking forward to Glastonbury. I spend the whole year looking forward to Gamescom because I'm a nerd. Uh, Gamescom is, as I said on uh, Twitter, I think, is like E3, only it's not completely shite. It's really, really nice. Everything about it is nice. The atmosphere is laid back. You get great access to great games. You actually get a chance to sit down and play these things and talk to people who made them and care about them. That's something, you you know, E3, everything's you know done at the speed of a bullet leaving a gun, but at Gamescom you get time for everything. And when evening rolls around, people come together and they talk about the things they've seen and talk about the things they've done and... There's a much better community atmosphere there. Even you know, even in the country where people don't speak the language, there's just a better community to it. Mm. It's a great show and it's a lot of fun. The best part is everyone listening at home could go to it if they wanted to. You could hop on a plane this weekend and go to Gamescom. It starts on Wednesday. I think the public days begin on Tuesday or Friday, Thursday or Friday. Uh, and you could run over the weekend. It's a public show. You can just go. You can just walk on in and fight your way through the crowd. The public show floors are very, very busy. You can go. You could, and you can get. To, you can get to Cologne right now for ninety pounds. This is a, a thing which you know it shouldn't be missed. If you like games, it's definitely worth going. If you like games and sausage and beer,
0: it definitely shouldn't be missed. It's, it's worth noting as well, actually, just on the Call of Duty thing. It's going to be playable at Gamescom.
1: Uh, the multiplayer mode. Yep, that's interesting. And you'll be playing the maps that I played over at, uh, over at um, LA. That's a big deal. This is the first chance in the world, the public's a chance to play it.
0: So what, what are the big games that you're going to see there that you can talk about? I mean, I assume you can talk about most of them. There might well, be a couple of there's surprises. very
1: few games that have been announced. I think everyone's heard that Grid 2 has been announced yes. recently. Yeah. That's actually not a Gamescom. No? Nope, not a Gamescom. Uh, and I think everyone knows Deadpool's recently been announced. This uh, should be a Gamescom. Yes. But other than that, there's not a great deal of announcements. As Dan knows and and Andy knows, there's nothing being announced at the moment. There's nothing
0: new. There's nothing. Now, now is the well. Now is the time for. Now is the summer of our discontent. Well, now is the time for seeing through with uh, all the promises that they made at E3. I think that's that's largely what Gamescom is. Game E3 is like. Here are these games that we've got, and Gamescom's like. Would you like to see these games that we've got yeah. in your own time? Yeah. So, Take your yeah. time,
1: have a seat, and enjoy the games we announced a couple of months ago.
0: What are you looking forward to most at Gamescom? Uh,
1: um, sorry, guys. Total War Rome for PC. <laughs> uh, I'm really sorry. Um, I, everybody who listens to the podcast knows how much I like Total War. This Total War won't be released until late next year. Guess what? There's actually a decent chance it could come to consoles. Mm. there actually is for the first time a pretty good chance this one might come to Xbox 360 360? Sorry, Xbox 720 or whatever mm. they end up calling it, it won't, be, it won't be 720 it's definitely not coming to 360 have you seen that game running? Jesus that, it's, it's amazing Like the, just building a PC to run it at its full spec now would be daunting <laughs> Next this time next year it's going gonna, it's gonna to run on any like good high end PC and the new Xbox will be very much a very good high end PC mm. It's just a matter of the controls at that point, and if maybe you can work out a way to control it with a controller, hey,
0: maybe yeah. Smart we'll glass, what's that
1: that? How about smart glass? Yeah, but how about you, you control it with touch using your iPad? You know, how about that? How about you use it with the new Connect? Mm. There's all kinds of possibilities there, but of course, maybe, they ha-
0: maybe not the new Connect. Let's not get carried away. Well, maybe just smart glasses. We, we'll we, we do
1: hear the new Connect is uh, is infinitely more precise than the old Connect T- to to, a, to the point that it can detect like pinches and I can't, finger can't movements. Wait for Dance
0: Central four.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the fear, isn't it? That's the only, that's the <laughs> that's only game. The that's the only game that's going to be worth playing on that one too. Mm. So uh, I'm going to be seeing that, but I'm also really very much looking forward to Rising. Mm. I'll be talking to the guys working on Rising. They're they're there at the show.
2: Is it new Rising?
1: The hands-on will be the same as we had at E3. Will but, it really? Yeah, there's no new demo.
2: Cheeky, mm-hmm.
1: but there is a new. a chance to interview the guys involved, and we will be interviewing them and bringing that home for Xbox World. I
2: was, was going to say, I thought they'd Xbox. they'd give us a new slice. I, I wasn't even meant as a joke, but I mean, <laughs> I thought they would. Surely, given that it's a. Uh... Don't believe so. Yeah,
1: not what I've heard. Yike! Look at what's playing Devil May Cry as well. That mm. is actually that actually is a new slice. Right. And this is a game that I was as negative on as I, I could be on any game, and I've been completely turned around by just just by playing it. It's, uh, it's they're doing a really good job. Basically, the guys at Ninja Theory handled all of the style, all of the looks, all of the sound, and let Capcom Japan handle all of the mechanics, and it's come out really good. The game's game's great. It's not out for a long time. latest trailer looks good. January seventeenth. I know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, latest trailer looks good. He's in some sort of mad, dystopian, unfolding factory-stroke yeah. industrial world. It's yeah. really, really good, I thought.
0: game's great. It's fantastic. Really looking forward to playing you're it. You're seeing Dishonored as well, are you?
2: Dishonored is the
1: highlight of every show I've been to for the last year. Since it was announced to register before Gamescom last year, I saw it there. This year it's hands-on. It's hands-on E3 as well. We actually have a big time hands-on, the big three-hour hands-on. In the UK, too. Mm. So Dishonored is is a big one, is a is a seriously big one.
0: Dishonored's one of those games where you sort of, whenever someone says, oh, yeah, I like Dishonored, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, and you sort of you give them that look that sort of says, yeah, I'm placating you, I probably agree with you, but let's be honest, I'm not wasting my time with Dishonored. And then you actually see it running, and suddenly you become a big fan of it. Mm. It's, it's just one of those games, and I really, really hope. I mean, I, I hope they do a demo. I don't, I don't know whether they've got plans to do one. If they could get that game into people's hands a couple of weeks before it comes out, that that will be, you know, it will sell because it is a great you game. Could, you just need to see it running and to play it. You can demo
1: any one level from that game, mm. and the demo alone, you could play for, for like five hours. Mm just by trying it different ways every mm. single time. It feels to me like... Um, I remember back in the day, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory on the original Xbox had a demo, and it was one of those killer demos. And everyone talks about the killer demos. Everyone remembers the famous Metal Gear Solid demo. Mm. that came with on the cover of the official PlayStation magazine. And there was a Metal Gear Solid 2 demo bundled with Zone of the Enders. Yeah. It's the reason anyone bought
0: Zone of the, Enders. the uh,
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> the uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory demo was another one of those great demos because you had complete access to this entire level of the game and you could play it so differently every time yeah. well Dishonored makes that look just tiny you can play Dishonored so differently every single time you play it's uh, a demo would be a real treat I don't see them doing it I think that game's going to do just fine without it Great. yeah I think it might do okay
2: I'm intrigued because what Andy described the reaction is my reaction as in every journalist I know sees it and goes oh Dishonored Dishonored and part of my brain goes yeah 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 you're like you journalists, not forgetting I am a journalist, <laughs> and just thinking you would like that game because it's interesting and unusual and a bit like Deus Ex meets Assassin's Creed meets BioShock meets Half Life meets blah blah blah. And you know, I did see it running quite recently, and yes, I was much more impressed than I was previously. Though part of my brain still got the tiniest sliver of reservation. Maybe cause I don't want to get hurt again. I've been hurt in love too many times. But because I think visually. It's not utterly top tier, I don't think, what I saw. It looked good, Mm, but not like...
1: I strongly disagree with that.
2: Yeah, I I really felt like compared to the sort of linear whiz-bang shooters, it was quite plain.
1: I mean, that's the thing. If you're comparing it to the linear whiz-bang shooters, they're, they're rendering a box that's about eight feet wide. And they just have to make everything in front of you look for But that's thing. what I mean.
2: Looking past the fact that I know that what Dishonored is doing is clever and good. And technically, I'm not saying technically it isn't good. What I'm saying is to look at it isn't just as attractive because it's doing cleverer things. If it's you know got this I mean. lovely art style to yeah, well, it. It's a lovely
1: sense of design.
0: That. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying they, so- they sidestep it, I think, with the art style. Um, because, I mean, to, to read. I think you you probably get quite impressed by games that look reasonably realistic. I mean, it's it's like the Borderlands effect. They they know they can't mm. they can't maintain that sort of high end visual quality over such enormous maps and with so much stuff going on. So they've they sort of painted it in an art style that has its own distinct look and isn't such a hog on the memory. So,
1: except, of course, the new Assassin's Creed does look as, as, good, yeah, I mean, that as does. good as real yeah. life yeah that's, that's and then he has got this he's got the massive open worlds like i don't know what ubisoft what black magic ubisoft have worked on they've that got the, engine the black
0: magic of 500 men working on it that,
1: that engine is unreal that mm. engine is like nothing else on this generation of consoles the animation alone on connor is like nothing i've ever seen in the video game those guys what, what they've done Blows my mind. I mean, if someone if they showed that game and says it's running on next-gen hardware, I'd be like, yeah, fine, I, I totally believe you. I mean, it could do with a little bit more anti-aliasing, but other than that, I would, be, I would totally buy it. But all the footage you've seen of the game running so far, it's been running on a PS3. Mm. Not a PC, all on a PS3. And it looks better than Assassin's Creed 2 did. Running on my PC, maxed out. They've Between Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed 3, they've worked a deal with the devil. That game is... Graphically, like nothing's going to touch that this generation. That's it from now on.
2: Yeah, I think the Assassin's Creed Three seems to have like changed its own rules. Where two and and its variants look good within its own constraints. Like uh, the idea, essentially, it rendered a city in its immediate environs. I know the latest iteration did a bit more. At the start. But this one looks like you could almost render anything you throw at it. And yeah. this goes from, like, riding a boat across the high seas to, like, Arctic plains to this big sweeping Boston. In,
1: like nature, like trees which yeah. move in the breeze. Armies that are 500, 600, 700 men in size. Who cares if they're all clones of one another? Shit, they were all wearing uniform back then anyway. They, but is he still got an army that's that huge on the screen and you're moving through it. Mm. Like, this is unprecedented absolutely unprecedented and the animation system like well, you you can be running along and if you, if you move near a wall he'll just press his hand against the wall if you're coming to a low hanging branch you don't have to duck under it. his head just dips as he goes through it little touches like that just make the world feel so real so credible
2: yeah it just look amazing
1: i just i just don't I just don't see anything else touching on it not on graphics wise this generation. I mean, Dishonored's not even trying to play that game. No. Even when I asked him before, I said, you know, if you had more power, what would you do with it? He said, well, we certainly wouldn't use it for graphics. He said, we're happy with the way the game looks. We would use it for AI. We would mm. be able to make more, even more complicated systems because at the moment, there's a lot of things they have to do to cheat. If you, once you just funnel a guy off the screen, you sort of put him into a holding pattern, like usually with games, you know, you just put the AI into a holding pattern. Well, they're doing a lot more sophisticated stuff in that they make sure that even when a guy's long out of the way, he's still an AI operator, you know? Mm. And they said they would do much, much more of that. They would give them much more complex AI scenes.
2: I was intrigued to read that they dropped a mode where you played as a walking shadow on the wall. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you see, that there was something where they said that one of the feature sets they were going to enable, one of your skills, was that you'd play like a shadow. And you'd have no physical presence. You'd just be like on the wall mm-hmm. as a shadow and be able to like ghost around. That sounds cool. Which is really cool. And I guess that would introduce fun things where like, say you, there was another, this might just be me making this up, but like there's, there could be another guy in front of you with his shadow and you could stand in his shadow as a mm-hmm. shadow to become invisible. Yeah. That would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. Um, but for whatever reason they had to drop it. Yeah, it's, it's a
1: tricky thing to do in the mm. first person. Yeah. It could become like yeah. a two dimensional non-corporeal thing shift along the wall well yeah because you'd
2: have to to see what you were you'd have to go outside of yourself and it would be this weird third eye on yourself yeah you'd
0: only be able to move on certain planes though wouldn't you yeah you'd only be able to move left and right on the wall
2: because you'd be a shadow or along the floor and and you'd, then, like, then you'd be like you'd like be like this like moving, moving
1: oil slick yeah. kind of thing you know just like sliding Looking across surfaces
2: at the ceiling yeah
1: yeah that's true Yeah. so for many of those reasons it's probably so
2: <laughs> probably a good idea to drop it <laughs> yeah, it's
0: probably for the best so right okay that's <laughs> That's, uh, that's pretty much games have you got this, any other games yeah about?
1: there's loads of stuff of games. I think the games come all day long we got got uh, EA are showing a we haven't b- got that long EA have got a bunch of stuff there uh, mm. I think we're going to be seeing the Mass Effect DLC there there's going to be more of that coming out in the is next is that the one with a so. friendly Reaper called the friend Rupert the Reaper uh, Rupert what? Uh, Rupert, the Rupert, Rupert, Rupert the Reaper yeah um, this is where you meet this, friend, this, this exiled Reaper they're going to be showing that for sure you guys are going to hear about that on Tuesday that's when EA's conference is I think it's about 3 p.m. Deutschland time, which means you guys will see it around like 2 in the afternoon. Two, yeah. uh, there's been more on Need for Speed over there, which is a great-looking game. there be more on Dead Space, uh, possibly not a great deal more than what we showed in our cover story this month, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, EA always deliver. They always bring good stuff. I think we'll see uh, the Battlefield DLC, mm. see more of Medal of
0: Honor. It'll definitely be for more FIFA as well.
1: But what you're gonna see is an awful lot of DLC and a lot of like bonus things, a lot of it taking games that are already in the world and extending their lifespan that that little bit longer. While everybody just, just holds the line, just hold the line until reinforcements arrive. Just hold the line. Eventually, the the reinforcements will arrive and we will all be saved. Gan- you know, Gandalf will come riding down the hill. And he will save us. But until then, we just got to hold well, Helms right Deep. Right now,
2: we're caught in the awful extended cut oh. edition of the holding the line with no fast-forward button. We're it's having to live that reality. It's just... The it's, Imagino it's, it's the, the line. Un,
1: the unending generation. The generation without end. It will not stop. It will just keep coming until you are dead. It can't be reasoned yeah. with. It can't be stopped. It doesn't feel pity. It doesn't feel remorse. It just keeps coming.
2: Come on, give me a bit more. A few more Gamescom sweet promises.
1: I brought my, um, my 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 cheat sheet with me. Medal of Honor will of course be there, as will Call of Duty. Yep. Wonder which one will be selling more this Christmas. No, I don't. Uh, we've got name, name a publisher. Warner Brothers. They've got Injustice. Yep. They'll be bringing Injustice, Injustice. to the show. Mm. So it'll probably reveal some new characters from Injustice. They're super armoured up versions of your DC favourites. You can probably
0: guess what they all are.
1: Yeah, if you could you could easily do a list. Although mm. there's some weird ones in there already. Some really strange ones they put in already. So who knows, but yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be a bunch of characters that you, you you're, you're gonna see all all your favorites. Aren't Did you
2: see that at E3, Mike? I uh, know. Yeah. It's it's surprisingly good.
1: Yeah, I heard that.
2: Like, I given that. that you 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 hear what it is. First of all, it's got a slightly stupid name, so it puts you on the back foot. Yeah, then you think name. it's by Ed Boon, so it's essentially another flavour of Mortal Kombat. Of course, it is. But like seeing it running, it is. A pleasant surprise as in yes it's a beat-em-up it's a 2d essentially a 2d up but what they've done with the environments is really really clever and rich and i think that some of that dynamic stuff they introduced in the previous mortal kombat has really gone up a notch so it's sort mm-hmm. of dynamic and cinematic plus with characters you've got you know really great iconic backgrounds so like you get to fight in the bat cave and yeah loads of the scenery in the bat cave is interactive and you mm-hmm. can pick it up and use it as weapons and exploit loads of specific environmental attacks and they've captured a real heroic sense of who the characters are. And the special attacks are great. Like when Superman does his, like his finisher move, he literally flies out of the screen around the world and spins the guy around the world. And it's sort of like, it completely removes itself from the current locale you're in to mm-hmm. create this incredible sense of scale and, you know, heroism. I thought it was, you know, it looked really good, surprisingly good.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, everyone's been telling me that. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think Netherrealm I'm think actually quietly... Uh... I'm sort of a sort of fan of what they do. I like how goofy in early nineties Mortal Kombat is, you know. I've always liked mm. Mortal Kombat's stupidity, that comic that, that old school nineteen ninety two image comics. Ninja it's a ninja dude and he's got a skull for a head, you know, it's like he's like, he's a he's a kung fu master who turns into a dragon. You know, it's like that kind of goofy early '90sness to it. Yeah. Comes from a world where Blood we thought Bloodsport was like the coolest movie in the world and kickbox was like the rarest Radish shit comes from that world and i really like that and i actually like that nether realm has kind of got that yeah someone said like uh, nether realm games look like something like a a 13 year old kid would have drawn a pencil case back in like 1992 and that's, that's kind of exactly what it is
2: yeah. well what's good about this is it's got the production values that feel like they're from the relatively modern world yeah as opposed to it's just old school and you wish it looked newer yeah it's got that you know the old school brutality vibe but with the heroic twist with the production yeah they haven't the put character values. damage
1: in yeah, but character damage is going to be in there so they will get bloodied up oh that would be up. cool
2: that would be really we've
1: good we've got uh, a th- I would suspect an announcement of some kind from a Japanese company I think there might be one maybe one thing new uh, because what there's, a tease yeah there's been things on the horizon from uh, one or two of the Japanese companies for a while um, and we've got let me see we've got it's going to be a show without surprises otherwise you're going, to see a, you're going to see a lot of new things on games you already know and like. And pre-or- that's that's your lot bonuses. until E3 next year. Lots of pre-order bonuses and that'll be your sweet. lot until E3. Can't
0: wait to find out what I'll get for pre-ordering medal. Would on you it. like a oh, sweet? Battlefield Beta. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Battlefield 4. Would you like a sweet? Mm. A sweet. A sweet, a sweetie. So a friend of mine, the other day, um, I met a friend of mine in Bath uh, and he said that while he was where he works... One of the guys he works with said, "Do you know Michael Gapper?" And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "How do you know?" I was like, "Oh, well, we used to work together at a movie theater." He's like, "Oh, I, lo-, I love the strong cast. That he did. They put up for the strong cast. They, t- they often say sometimes they have sweets on the strong cast. You have to give him a bag of these, and he hooked him up with a bag of, of sweets. So if you would like a sweet,
0: they're unmarked. They're and unmarked. They're funny this,
1: shapes. I did this on purpose to put this in this bag so you guys wouldn't know oh, where they are. Okay. But when you see them, you'll kind of guess. Treat yourself to a sweet."
2: Oh, no. You showed sure us before. before.
0: This can I, sure can I describe
2: sweets? Can I describe what what shape they are?
1: Go on then. Yep.
2: They're red with a green bonnet top. Yeah, that's yep. a little bit dangerous. I'm going to let both of you eat them before, just to they, take, make sure. That's
1: the man who clearly doesn't understand the rules. Put the whole thing in your mouth Andy they heart up. Oh
0: god! I didn't know they were the rules. Okay. I'm
2: gonna so you, they're chillies, mm. but they're gummies. That's very strange. Smell a bit sweaty, <laughs> I'm going to smell it first. Tiny bit sweaty. We gonna, all right. We're like all sweet, better chilly. I'm going to give you on a scale of 1 to 10, the hotness.
0: Down between doing <coughs> the, um, <coughs> the equivalent of swirling get, the gra- glass round for a bottle. i it get hotter. Testing and
1: that's a good. That's a good 7 by this point.
0: Starts at a 3. Yeah, it's a start at a 3. <coughs> My concern is,
1: they don't really taste very nice. <coughs> um, Ian, uh, Mr Trophy on PSM. Well, it sort of
0: tastes like shoes.
1: He not Well, he doesn't taste like. I think does Mr Trophy taste like shoes? It No,
0: sweets. Okay,
1: I'm sorry, I'm sweating. Uh, and Mr Trophy tried one. He was like, "Oh, they're really nice, really nice." And then he was like, "Uh oh, no, <laughs> no, no, not, no, no, not." And about and that, ten minutes later, he said, "Yeah, I can still feel that." And
2: yeah, they're up to the six now. Yeah,
1: they get hotter, don't they?
2: Yeah, what they do is they give you that thing of, you think you've escaped, but then slowly you feel like your entire face is a helium balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, you know that feeling we never get, or <laughs> that one. <laughs> it's um,
1: just like when you feel like your face is a helium balloon. It's like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Quite hot. Yeah, um, we've all been there. Um, so um, thanks thanks to Sam's friend, you asshole. Can I have another one? Yeah, all right. Quite nice. There you go. Treat yourself. Enjoy.
2: Oh, well, a bag of these would put you away though, wouldn't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So my friend Sam actually uh, entered a
2: chili eating competition. Oh, they smell horrible! They smell like like my dog, <laughs> <laughs> a bit wet and on a wet day, wet dog. And it give you a face like a helium balloon.
1: So my buddy entered a uh, he he he'll, he'll I'm sure he'll thank me for telling people this. He entered the um a chili eating competition in Bristol. Mm. They had the ten hottest chilies in the world, in other words, you started with the most mild of them, which wasn't mild in the least. Mm. And you work your way through them to so the hottest chili in the world. You start just to eat the chilies. So he did all ten, boom, no trouble, dominated them. But then so did like six other people. So the guy at the organiser was like, I kinda of don't know what to do now. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna do another lap, but this time you've got to dip them in Tabasco first. So they did that and apparently he only got like sort of like like six, 6 tenths into it that time. And the guy who won was just a basically a professional chili eater. He got a guy who hasn't tasted anything since like 1997. A professional chili eater. I guess so. The guy was just just eating it like it was nothing, like it was a cucumber or something. But uh Sam said it, it, it didn't. It didn't do anything good for him the next day. I can imagine. Didn't do anything and good it for his chewed stomach. Up course, it for it chewed up his insides. That's the thing. I'm not not getting. It's not. It's not about the sort of yellow poopy splatters. It's just about that is like the, the sheer pain in your stomach. Man was not built to handle those kinds of chemicals in his stomach. Did some damage.
0: Oh dear. Well, thanks for that, Mike. That was a, a great addition to the podcast. Well, we always like having a little torture ta- torturing toast. the guests. Yeah. Um. Now, we're going to talk briefly about what we've been playing because we haven't played an awful lot recently. Because guess what? There have been no games. There's no games. Um, Mike, what have you been playing? I haven't been playing anything. Great. Dan, what have you been playing?
2: (laughs) Uh, um, Nothing. But don't worry because I've got some things I can talk about. One is my inability to finish Max Payne 3. Okay. On account of it being. I can't explain it. It's not. It is boring. That is the word I'm looking for boring. It's boring. I don't really care about Max, and his game never changes. And as well produced as it is, and it really is exceptionally well produced, and the shooting is cool, and it's good. It's just so hard to care about him scene from scene because every dramatic cutscene he's in ends with a gunfight, and it's all got this such a sort of over encompassing sense of misery and sadness with Max. Just why, do you, constantly, why do you want
1: to be that guy?
2: I just does just mumble about how, how really rubbish his life has got. You know, I like can. So I'll get you down, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. But if he stops shooting men, his life might get better.
2: And when he has flashbacks, he's even more miserable. He's, he's more miserable in the flashbacks. He doesn't remember the good days, he remembers the really bad days. Yeah. And he, I don't know, I just every time I put it on, I sort of spent a few minutes really learning the controls and the rest of the time sort of re-motivating myself to care. And then in between that, I have a lot of fun. And I think probably, it sounds mad, it might be a game that I'd probably enjoy if I played more in multiplayer.
0: I haven't played Max Payne to be honest. I can't, I can't say anything. I mean, I played multiplayer with you actually before mm. that. Before they released, it. I enjoyed it. that. I, I thought it was okay.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it more yeah. than you actually yeah, you that did. day.
0: You did. Yeah, but thought it was good. I can't recommend picking it. We've had a few readers actually asking what we think of Max Payne. The answer is we think he's a miserable bastard by the sounds of it. Mike, have you played it? Yeah, I played Max Payne. Do you like it? No. Right. Good.
2: What's your what's it's your grind with it? Is it just the fact is, it's the same game? Is the same game? Is the same game? Or
1: just, I not think it's a very good third person shooter. I think the, the, the places you're given to fight in are very interesting. Like I can shoot men all day. Like that's that's like my favourite thing shoot, mm. shooting men in video games. Brilliant. It's like
2: noshing chili sweets to you. Oh, isn't it? it's,
1: it's, <laughs> no, it's like uh, I do I could do it in my sleep. But uh, <laughs> I, I just don't like every room you're given to fight in is just a boring space to fight in. There's no. There's no creativity to the environments. Like a, a shooter is only as good as the space you're given to fight in. You have to be spatially interesting, and then the enemies have to make it spatially interesting. So that's why the first Borderlands wasn't so great, because you go into an area and the guys are just all standing there at random positions, just pumping bullets into you. So cover was irrelevant, you know, like, mo- yeah. like the space was irrelevant. But in the Borderlands 2, they know what cover is. So they can take cover and you can take cover and the environments are built to be places designed for a good fight, you know, not just arbitrarily scattered objects around everything.
2: There's not much creative use of scenery in terms of cover and certainly not in the early part of Max Payne. There's a bit later on in the churchyard where there's gravestones very conveniently placed to skip from bit to yeah. bit. All
0: gravestones as cover.
2: Yeah, but even that feels a bit, feels mm, a bit played out. It's, it's, and it's quite it's quite hardish ish not so hard as everyone grizzled but hard enough to cheese you off and the checkpoints are a little bit far apart
1: Yeah, yeah. but then I
2: feel like a weakling changing the difficulty setting
1: I don't think I've enjoyed any games this year actually
2: <laughs> good lord like,
1: honestly, I have that another
2: sweet mic cheer <laughs>
1: I honestly don't think there's been a game this year where I've been like this is the bomb this is it apart I from I you like Spec Ops yeah, well, yeah I did like Spec Ops and I really liked Tiger Woods the new Tiger Woods I thought, I, I thought the new Tiger Woods was great did that come out in July you no know, it came out in April Mm. Or March, maybe March for the Masters. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: It's funny because it's it's sort of like it's out of kilter with the rest of all the other sports games. Because they all come out in September and Golf
1: season's a different time. We've got different timings. on.
0: yeah. And there are no real... Well, there's not really any cricket games to speak of. No, of course not. Not much for the summer sports. No. Well, again, I find myself playing an old game. I think the last three games I've played with any sort of intent have been old games. I played Silent Hill 2 in the HD collection. Then I played Halo Anniversary. hmm And now I'm playing Odd World Stranger's Wrath. Which as you may know is not currently on Xbox 360. Because the size but limits it was right? Originally on um on the original Xbox. When I seem to remember I seem to remember finishing it on the original Xbox, but my memory's obviously not what it used to be because I'm playing through it now thinking, A, I'm thinking, oh, I don't remember this bit, this bit's great. And B Good God, this is a massive game. Like, it's huge. Mm-hmm. I've been playing it for hours. And it, it, it's a shooter like any other shooter, but it just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the, the... Well, I'm playing it on PS3 because that's all I can play it on. I'm looking at the trophies list and I'm thinking, God, there's so much more story left to do. And I've been playing it for ages. But I'm still sort of enjoying it. Um, but But there's been no no recent games where I thought oh I've got to go play that Like I was nonplussed about Max Payne same as you if I, some
1: if some developers had been, it just released if some publishers just released some games right now mm. they'd have the market it to themselves all you need to do is just drop a game with a decent name mm. into the marketplace right now and you Neo know, Transformers for the Cybertron comes out this month that's yeah, it's a pretty good game and if Spider-Man they, if they game def- came out which was okay-ish but if you dropped a game and it was good and mm. had a name to it
0: if they'd have stuck with the original release date for Far Cry, which is like the 3rd or 6th yeah, of September, it yeah. would have been all over that. Yeah.
2: But no, that was pushed perfect, it pushed it back to November. Perfect
1: timing for that people, people would have been desperate for some man shoot. Mm.
2: But now it's up against, like we just said, COD and Halo. It's and It's out Assassin's so after Creed. Halo, COD, yeah, and Assassin's yeah, exactly, Creed
0: yeah. and Hitman. It's out at the end of November. It's madness. Yeah, it's madness. Uh, would you be surprised if it slipped?
2: Yeah, like Into next year? It is, as the game says, the definition of insanity.
1: I would, I would, I could see that game going back to January I as a, a tactical move. Just because, why would you start up against Assassin's Creed? I mean, they've announced this date,
0: but I think they figure it's out a month after Assassin's Creed. So yeah, they can I get guess away so. With it. I guess so. But yeah, but from what I saw of it as well, it looked pretty finished, or it was getting there. Oh yeah, I know it's a big game, and I only saw a small bit of it, but like the devs were talking about it, like. Like it was sort of finished. Yeah, they don't there. need
1: more time on it, but maybe they would take more time on it. Anarchy Reigns, of course, is finished. out in Japan right now. You can't play it over here, or actually, you can. You can uh, you can import a copy even mm. on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and it's region free, completely unlocked. Which I suspect was something Platinum did as a as a two fingers up at Sega, mm. because Sega have refused to publish it in the West until next year. Now, it, like Japanese games are very rarely region-free over there. A couple of cave shooters are, and that's pretty much it. So for this game, a huge release like this to come out region unlocked, it's a big surprise. I can't imagine Sega ever had a hand in that.
0: No. Well... That is well. It's this, this, this slightly depressing state of video games over the summer. None, none of us are really. Well, if you think
1: really this summer's is bad, wait until next
2: summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You haven't suffered yet. Yes, yeah, you, yeah. you haven't seen
1: anything yet. Whatever games you get this Christmas, save some. Put some on. Just you know, just enjoy mm. the games you got. You know, Far Cry is going to be a twenty-hour game. Yeah. Brilliant. Put it away because you're going to need it.
2: Next summer, though, we'll still be able to talk about GTA Five. Warm our hands on the impending Xbox Seven Twenty Five. GTA Five fire.
1: will be old news by next summer. It yeah, but be it'll be huge. We'll still,
2: we'll still be pretending to play it, and then we'll have we'll have the new thing. Will be so close, we'll be able to taste it. It'll be like the the odor coming off a chili sweet. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, that's the, like the, wet the, dog. The, dog
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the wet dog smell of next gen. Yeah
1: but the thing is like next gen doesn't mean an end to this gen either because we're going to see a lot of games announced for next gen that get a current gen skew as mm. well so even if you're just you're like oh, I don't really feel like upgrading just yet yeah, you're going to get a sudden flurry of new games again
0: mm. You're not well. Well, you can't. You no, can't. You're you you not going to be able to, to look at the market. You, you have
1: to because Sony ain't releasing a console for next November, and they have to keep PlayStation Three games coming. Third parties will have to keep PlayStation Three games coming in. If they're doing a PlayStation Three version, you know they're going to do an Xbox Three Sixty so version. So you've
0: got Battlefield Four, which is probably going to be one of the launch games. Yeah, for because next that's Xbox. when it's sort of due.
1: November-ish, and there's the next Call of Duty. You're going go to well. go into a shop.
0: You're going to go into a shop. Um, well assuming they're not all closed by then and (laughs) you're you're going to see I remember shops you're going to see people crowded around and Battlefield 4 is going to be there and it's going to look incredible and you're not going to walk over and pick up your sad 360 copy and go yeah I can't wait for Battlefield 4 on my 360, don't want any of that 720 malarkey well, you, if you remember that happened this generation
1: you, with uh, Grow, there was a current generation of Grow, and it looked like ass. And there was a next—I mean, it looked really bad, even for games at the time. It looked really bad. And then there was the next-gen Grow, which was basically the best-looking thing anyone had ever seen I mean, it was, on a console it was at that point. The first good, exciting 360 game. Oh, it was, it looked, it yeah. looked amazing. Graul, yeah. And, you know, you go into the shop and you pick up your Xbox Coffee of Grow, and you're like, well, I don't need a 360 Xbox version of Girl. And, <laughs> you, you know, you, pre- you pretend to be happy with it. but You're not happy. That game ran at about 19 frames a second as well. I remember it. I had it. Yeah, it was rough. Those were rough days. And then, is that and then the, you the bought an Xbox version of yeah, And then you bought an Xbox wow. 360, and you are like, brilliant. I got to play, too. Got to play proper Grow, Oblivion, mm. Project Gotham 3. And then you realize, oh, yeah, that's all I get to play, because the only thing that's been published in the last year is Rockstar Table Tennis. And that's all it that came out. And Prey and Saints Row like for like eight or nine months. So even, like, here's the thing. Next year, next summer, nothing. But guess what? Summer 2014, nothing again, because all of the big next-gen games will come out as launch games for the, uh, in November time-ish. And everyone's
0: going to be, oh, what are we going to do There's going to be a
1: few in April mm-hmm. and so on, like, you know, keeping it going. And then everyone's going to go, oh, yeah, we, need, we actually have to make more games now, don't we? <laughs> so then you have the, all of the big developers who hit on day one will go back into the two-year pattern, preparing for summer, to, uh, summer and winter
0: 2015. You're gonna have your you're gonna have your King Kong game, aren't you as well? Yeah, as always. But always. People a game. are gonna force you to buy it as part of a console bundle when the 720 comes out, and it's gonna be sat there. And even when you've got no games left to play, you think, should I play King Kong? No, no. no I just I, really I just, can't I just be flick asked.
1: around the dashboard instead and yeah. look at the videos the and the games that are walk. coming soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that's roughly what we've been playing and what we're gonna be playing. And now uh, we'll round things off by answering a few of your reader questions. Um, loads of questions again this month. Uh, thank you very much. Not this month. This this strong cast. Uh, David Green asked, "When do you fully? Ex- when do you expect a full reveal of next Xbox?" Now we've just been talking about Seven Twenty or mm-hmm. whatever it's going to be called. When do we think Microsoft are going to reveal it?
1: As late as possible. Because as soon as you announce the new Xbox, the old Xbox dies. They accidentally announced it this week and then, and then backpedaled on it. One of the uh, Microsoft bosses said, uh, you know, when you talk about um, a Windows 8, this blah, 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 Windows phone, the new Xbox, something else. And I was like, whoa, hold on, hold on. What was the other thing you said in the middle there? He's talking about a new Xbox. Microsoft backpedaled. they were like, oh yeah, he just misspoke. He was talking about current-gen Xbox and stuff.
2: What were those mad rumours this week saying they could reveal as soon as like, Wii U kicks off? Just no, sort of spoil it. They I, do that. I don't know where that came from. I can't remember the source. But
1: I don't, I don't see them doing that. They'll release it they're as late as possible. Once everything's out, once Halo 4 is out, once Forza's out, then they'll do it probably two weeks before E3 next year. In fact, I'll put, money, I'll put that, money on it. That late, you think? Yeah, two weeks. So May... 16th-ish next year
2: I reckon that's, that's specific isn't it yeah. that's bold it? I reckon based on nothing apart from years of being in the industry and guesswork I think they'll drop it early mid next year and then clearing the decks for you all know what it is E3's all about the games and let you get in at E3 touch the hardware see the games get involved Aiming to hit for like what, Nov 2013 ish? Th- the next
1: console will be announced in, in May ish, but remember the VGAs come in December, and lots of publishers use the VGAs to announce big games. Everything's been announced for this generation. We know everything that's coming, <clears throat> except for maybe one game, which might get announced at Gamescom. With that in mind, what do you say that you take to the VGAs, where you take all of the existing summer games, but they're going to want announcements, and the announcements will be next gen games. You can only announce them for PC at that point, unless Sony and Microsoft and say no, something. I know because
2: otherwise it's going to be the weirdest thing ever. Where you you do another Watchdog Stroke, Star Wars Thirteen Thirteen, where you have to go, we've got this game, and we're not saying what platform it's on, fiddle Dee d.
0: Yeah, I, well, the the, the issue I would take with that, and I think it's going to be early next year, I think Microsoft's going to have their own little event, maybe March or April, and say, here's the here's the next Xbox. You'll see more of it at E3. You'll see all the games at E3, and it'll be out by November. So the reason we, we is... Don't,
1: we I, I don't, none of us agree on this, then, do we? we all got different ideas. Yeah, we, I,
0: yeah, I yeah we're not to, like um, we, yeah. I don't think they're going to cannibalise their sales in November. They're not They're not going to drop Halo and go, here's Halo 4. By the way, we've got an exciting oh, ne- new not, console. No, of course not, of course But not. carry on and buy yeah. Halo 4. You're all going to be like... Well, I don't want Halo 4 now.
1: Remember how they announced the Xbox 360? They bought themselves half an hour on MTV, had Elijah Wood present a TV show about the vision for the next Xbox. Mm. What they're going to do this time is they will buy an hour on Spike television. They'll have Jeff Keighley, brilliant Jeff
0: Keighley, with these sure. That, no, robotic eyes. They—they've got—they like celebrities. They'll have like. They'll, a well, they'll have, they'll him have on, like a Hollywood They star will definitely. They'll
1: hot. definitely have like. They'll have some star for sure. They'd let Microsoft love that stuff. But at the same time, they know that the way the last Xbox was launched doesn't work anymore. It's a different world now. Everything's viral. Everything's about you know community and stuff. Which is why I'll probably focus on community guys. Guys like Jeff Keighley. Right. Okay. And that'd be May seventeenth, sixteenth. Oh, a
0: reader question by. Andy Hart up from this podcast studio. Right. Who, what, name one star who could sell you Xbox 720?
1: Usher. Uh, sure. No. <laughs> he was at E3. He came out on stage. You're like, oh, God. And he's like, everybody stand up. And the entire audience is like, nope. <laughs> uh, who could, a, a celebrity you could sell me an Xbox? Bill Gates.
0: <laughs>
2: Dan? Just someone sexy, because I'm going to buy one anyway, so I may as well meet a sexy woman while I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, I don't like meeting, like, sexy celebrity ladies. I've met one, and it was really frustrating.
2: I'd rather her, her giving me the Xbox than some club-footed dwarf. Well, there's, there's, with the greatest respect to club-footed dwarfs. Hey, I was going
0: to say Peter Dinklage.
2: Oh, well, there we are. Well, From God, Game of
0: Thrones. This is really offensive.
2: Yeah, it but
1: is. But I, um, I, uh, I, a couple of E3s ago, I met Rachel Bilson... Yeah. from uh, the OC.
2: Yeah, daughter of Danny Bilson. She, she
1: looked lovely. She was really pretty, really nice, really mm-hmm. just, really nice. But what am I going to do? Am I going to hit on her?
2: Well, no, no of, of course, course I not. What, I only wanted it, to smile and there's, hand there's, me the there's console. No, there's no
1: benefit to me for her being there because, like, well, like okay, it's like, oh yeah, I'll try my moves on her and maybe I'll become her husband. Like, no, it's not going to happen. I'm not. She's not. She's not going to go. Oh, you know what? This games journalist is exactly the kind of guy well, I can take. I'll tell him back you to what. You're definitely, definitely not going to
2: marry. Rachel Wilson, whilst talking to Stinko the club footed dwarf. There's definitely that. not. That. At least there's a microscopic point zero 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 one you know, chance. It's a good it's a good
1: point you make yeah. there.
2: And it's not to be honest, it's not even about that. It's about having Who dares a beautiful wins. bit of smile with a beautiful lady. I'm not looking to marry her, that's fine. I'm just looking for it to say, here Dan, here's your Xbox 720. Uh, full of new games, watch out for the summer of twenty fourteen, nothing's coming out.
1: But if I meet old you know, Terence Clubfoot I'm not going to have to go back to my room at night and feel sad about
2: myself. Oh, Okay, here we go. See, here we go. it's different perspectives we've got on the world, though, maybe. Yeah.
1: See, yours is more aspirational. Mine is uh, ground down by life.
2: Either way, I think what we can all agree on is we'd happily take an Xbox 720.
1: Yeah. I'd say as, long as, as soon as possible,
2: please. Celebrity or not. As soon as,
1: soon as possible. When Halo 4 comes out, say, guess what, we're releasing Halo 4 on the same day we're releasing a new Xbox. If you put your Halo 4 disc in a new Xbox, it looks even better. And, Do that, please.
2: And, and if, please. You're thinking, if you're thinking for a second that using celebrities to power your consoles clever, look back at the Gizmodo launch.
1: Oof, yeah. Where I mean,
2: admittedly, it was a little bit sea but they did have, at the time, some pretty big names attend that.
1: We've all forgotten as well, Gears of War is coming next year. They're not announcing a new Xbox until the new well, Gears that, of War is. That's why it. I said... It.
2: March.
0: Yeah, March. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't anticipate yeah. they'd, uh, they'd... Slate's
2: clean then, though, isn't it? May is the time I, for me. May I, is the I time. I think they,
0: they think they could, because Gears of War judgment feels a little bit like a spin-off. I think they could reveal the new Xbox around or slightly before then. I think they could, just because it's not it's not Gears of War 1, 2, or 3. It's a possibility. I don't know. Um, Sean Eddy asks... Are there any big game franchises that everyone loved and that you hated or just couldn't get into? Because his is GTA.
1: I think mine's GTA. I always play them, but I never love them. I always see people absolutely adoring them, and I never—I always feel like I'm missing out on something. I don't see what people love about them at all. I don't see what there is to love about GTA. Apart from the incredible world building, I do not I have no love for GTA, because for me, I'm like a mechanics guy, and all the mechanics in GTA are a little bit shit. The Shooting's a little bit shit. The car handling's a little bit shit. Missions are a little bit shit. It's for me, it, it falls down at those because mi- it falls down at those micro levels. I can't enjoy it at a macro level.
2: Yeah, GTA's. I I understand exactly what you say about GTA, and I never defend them as being mechanically perfect. But mm-hmm. I think the point is, it's about ambition and belief and emergence and and accidental beautiful moments where you might be. There's there's moments in. San Andreas where 30 hours in you suddenly you know you get broken out into the huge forest areas and you get your first Harley and you know you're wearing really cool duds that you've really had a sweat to get hold of and you're going across the Alkali Flats as the sun's setting and suddenly the backdrop sort of goes from like standard sunset to this weird purple and you've never seen purple in the sunset before because it's the first time you've been out this far away Mm -hmm. from the city and then suddenly you turn on the radio and like a horse with no name starts playing and you're Mm -hmm. like and I went through the desert with a horse with no name. And you're on your Harley and it's just you and the Alkali Flats. Yeah. And you're like, briefly, I feel like a badass. Yeah. And it's stupid, but I love it. And then minutes later, the illusion might get shattered. But I think it's just it creates this, this magic in between all its imperfection. Yeah,
1: there, there is something to that. And I did love Vice City back in the day exactly for moments like that. You're, yeah. you're hurling down the, the road on, a, on the, your motorbike or something and just the right song comes on at the right time. This is magic.
2: Or even like in San Andreas, Mount Chiliad would be the big, like huge mountain. And there was a huge jump at the end of Mount Chiliad. And the first thing you do when you get there is whatever you're driving, drive it off the jump mm. and go, oh, my God, that went terribly wrong. But you went, but what if I came up here with a really fast motorbike? Mm-hmm. And then you, you spent ages going back to town, knocking a guy off his bike, driving all the way back at the hill, zip the motorbike off and you go, that was brilliant. I went really far that time. What if next time I come up with this bike and a parachute? Yeah. And then you zip off and in mid-air unleash your parachute. And then you're having a brilliant time. And it's all about the possibilities of you know what you can do and what the game's got hidden for you and what's just accidental. Mm.
0: So, Dan, I think I know what you're going to say, but go on.
2: Tell us tell us what uh, you've been... I, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's, it's, Sa- it's no point me saying it. Assassin's Creed. I just don't get on with it. No. There's no rationale to it. I just... <laughs> just find it slightly pompous and never have been sucked in that much by the start of the games and haven't wanted it to continue. Mm. I know they're good games. I'm not saying they're not. It's just haven't been for me. I look at the new one and, and I honestly think, good grief, that looks amazing. Brackets don't want to play it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you? <laughs>
2: Which is insane. Uh,
0: for me, it's probably Metal Gear. I've, hmm. I, I've played, I, I played and finished Metal Gear 2 and the original one. It just doesn't. It doesn't draw me in. Probably for the same reason that Dan didn't like Assassins. It's just. It feels a bit just like glorious nonsense, glorious unedited nonsense. And like, if if I don't if I don't get into the the story and into the, into the characters, I, I don't I don't think it, it's a particularly good game outside of that. I think it's good but not great. I'd say Although it's I not good.
2: It. It's brilliant.
0: Uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I just don't like it.
2: But they are I'll tell you what they are, obscenely fiddly and unforgiving. Yeah. Certainly one and two three even. They all are. Mm-hmm. Four was the only one that made any attempt probably to give you some tutorial. Mm-hmm. And even that was hopeless in the context of what the game actually led yeah. you to do.
0: I think I think the the impression I get with the Metal Gear games is you have to give too much of yourself to make it great. Like you have to, you have to sort of learn to live with all its little foibles, and you know, really, really play along with it in terms of what it asks you to do, and the way it asks you to, like, to achieve in the game, like with all the little fiddly mechanics. Especially like three with all the camera, you have to be really sort of fiddly with it, and you have to sort of learn learn to live with like the first person camera and the third person camera and. With, with all its little systems. And I, I've, just never, I've just never been bothered enough about it to get into it to that level, which mm. is why I don't enjoy it. But I'm, I'm well aware, like we all are, that a lot of people think it's brilliant. Now, um, just one last stupid question before we wrap things up. Finton McNally asks, slightly odd question, but what height is everyone on the mag? I get the sense that everyone is quite tall, except for Rob.
1: Yeah, Rob isn't quite tall. Mm. But nor neither is he very small. He's just not he's yeah. not that tall.
0: You're the tallest, right? Uh Yeah, I'm probably slightly taller than Tim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm 6
1: 1. And you are
2: 6 3.
1: 6 3, yeah.
2: 6 foot 7. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Professional wrestler. On a good day in my mind in reality about 5 foot 7 that's why I'm not allowed in this podcast I'm just too short <laughs> it's a very strict anti-shorties it's, policy that we, I'm finally we exposing the cash, shouldn't we? storm uh, Matt, the court Matt, shorties Matt, Car- Matt
0: Castle was really tall Matt Castle was tall yeah yeah.
1: Ben's tall as well. we've got a new guy in office Ben you will have read his stuff in the magazine he's mm. tall it's a very tall company actually a lot Andy of Kelly is Andy Kelly's not I guess mm. but he's not neither, neither is he of small stature um this is a this is a
0: curious question. It is a curious question, but I like to end on a curious question. But
1: yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at like the group photos of us, and like, there's been there have been one or two group photos of the old Xbox World Team, and there's no group photos of the new Xbox World Team, and there's nothing you can compare with. It's cause so we're, you have to you have to draw you
0: have to draw a little picture in your mind's eye. It's because we're never in the same room at once. <laughs> yeah, um, it's sometimes which isn't too, so but, far like. from the truth actually. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, thanks for listening, thanks for all your questions, um, sorry we couldn't get through them all, um, we sort of have to pick up the, the, one, the first ones that we uh, that come to our attention, but uh, yeah, thank you very much for that. I um, hope you enjoy this strong cast, uh, we've got a, a current issue out at the moment, which has got a massive next-gen feature in, which is what you'll see on the bag, and it's got a big Dead Space cover feature in there too. Uh, the next issue will be out on the 22nd of August. We may even get another strong cast in before then. That is not a promise because <laughs> you know no. we're busy. Um, but uh, yeah, in the meantime, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, you'll find us on Xbox World there. Hit us up on Twitter at uh, Xbox World Mag. And until then, it's bye from me and bye from everyone. Bye. See ya. Cheerio.